going Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex, you are now entering the Metacars, the Metacars. Ted, nothing brings me more joy than when this song plays on KISW, the text lines just blow up from Mega family members. Mega love, Steve. All the time. Yeah. As soon as it starts playing, mega cash, mega hug, mega family. <laughs> I'm never eating queso again. You know, people going back to old callbacks of whatever random weird stuff we talk about, but I, I just love it. I, I get so pumped whenever we play Testify in the mornings. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of mega hugs. Yes. We got to be in hug shape for the 25th. Oh, boy. You're right. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been hugging a lot of people. Well, I have. So we should be okay. All right. So we're going to have like a, one hand is more dominant than the other when it comes to the hugs, I guess. Yeah. All yeah. right. I, I don't know if we should be using that as a Yeah, it's going to be my reference. right hand. Of course. My right hand, this will sound weird, but it has a strong, firm grip. Now, I don't say that because of self stuff. I say that sure. <laughs> literally a couple weeks ago, uh, my buddy's girlfriend was like sitting on my lap. So I like put my hand around her. So, so far this story is not sounding any less creepy than I thought it was. No, no, no. I mean, we were just like hanging out. It wasn't a bad thing. She was just like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. I like think I might 30 bucks, you could touch me? You know what? You're right. I thought this story sounded so no, innocent. Please continue. Your friend's girlfriend was sitting on your lap. Nothing weird about that with your dominant right hand. So then I, right, I put my right hand like around her. It was like, what's up? And she was like, wow, you have a strong, firm grip. This is comfortable. God, you're right. This sounds terrible now. It's all right because my buddy's girlfriend listens to this podcast, so she'll she'll know the incident. She'll find it funny. Of course, I, dude. I know with you, I know it's innocent. It just sounds that does sound bad, really perverted. And then she looked at me and said, "Your right hand has a very firm grip." As she grinded on my lap, it, right? That sounds awful. It was just... Then I served her a grape. <laughs> With my tongue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. See, Steve, it was a fine story. It was. You've made it creepy. I creepified it. We we are barely into the podcast. We're like maybe two and a half minutes in, and I've already made it creepy. Yeah. Well, that's part of my thing, too. I, I like uh, My other buddy's wife would always give me crap about this. She's like, what do you mean you're nook? And I'm like, well, looks alone don't get me a lot of chicks. Like, yeah. Like, so it's personality. And then if I could cuddle them, get them in the nook, that's generally... <laughs> That's that's that, that's where they feel comfort. Protection, Steve. I offer protection inside the nook. You're the nook. You did it all for the nook. I'm the nook master. <laughs> the nook man. Oh. Pete Ted Smith. Oh, look at this guy getting nooky. <laughs> Oh, the nooker. The nooker. Oh. Wait, that's not a good thing. You can't thing. use that term, Steve. You can't because it, I slur my words and somebody might think I'm saying something else. Yeah. Nooker. After, I mean, nooker just sounds kind of racist. It doesn't. There's it's nothing be... racist about it. Hey, you know, I was hanging out with John Rocker and we gave each other the nooker. <laughs> yeah, Rocker is. So I look at Ted and I go, you know what? I can tell he's a nooker. <laughs> All right, why don't we get things rolling? I'm in a good mood, Ted. This is exciting. I'm ha- a, I'm always happy to do the mega cast with you, my friend. Yeah. And B, I'm, I'm riding high. I just got myself, I finally tracked it down, a two-day hunt to find that new Mariner's Trident. It, it's the spring training cap, but I got the one without the spring training logo because that one's like impossible to find. And plus, I didn't want that one. I want the one that doesn't have the logo. It's just the Trident logo done the spring training style. It's a, it's a new fresh hat by the Mariners. And what's and, it like the teal bill, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've been looking for it at like Lids and Just Sports and all these other places. And it's like, well, if I had a ginormous head, and I have a gigantic head, but not ginormous. If I had a size 8 head, I could get one at no problem. But they've been sold out everywhere. So I finally thought, oh, I bet the team store probably sells one. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Like of all places to go. Right. I even mentioned that to the guy. He goes, yeah, you know, we are the team store and we do typically have everything. Thank you, sir. I am now aware of that because they did, and I'm happy I got I know the he hat. Didn't mean it to, he didn't. He didn't. But it almost sounds disrespectful. Right? Hey, dumbass! Why don't you start with the team shop and then work your way backwards? Right. Not me. I make everything difficult. But I got it. I'm happy. I tweeted a picture of it, and the Mariners replied to it, so I'm on a Twitter high. Nice. Twitter highs are great, dude. I don't care. I know it's stupid and it's social media. And hell, last week we talked about how much we hate Twitter because of the trolls, but. 
Nothing makes me feel better. Okay, a lot of things make me feel better, but I really do get a, a, a big kick out of the, like when like something I'm a fan of, whether it be a person or an establishment or a team, tweets you back. Yeah, I think the greatest retweet we've been a part of was from Marshawn Lynch. Oh my Lynch. god! <laughs> With a lymph, lymph, buffalo lymph. Mike Tyson here on the Megacast, right, dude? That was awesome. Yeah, you yeah. you tweeted at me about the chocolate, and then he chimed right in and retweeted it, and that tweet blew up. Yeah, like even like something as silly as like Pearl Jam following me on Twitter. I was like, ah! that's the sound I made. Yeah. But then I get pissed because I feel like there's certain organizations that I tweet at all the time and I never hear from them. I hear you. Well, I think I'm talking funny. to you, Seattle Seahawks. How much <laughs> more money do I have to spend at your shops and buy your stuff and tweet at you? And all you do is maybe write me on Instagram, but you never tweet me back. Yeah. I mean, I get love from Evan, Brad Evans and Casey Keller, but yep. I, I don't know that the Sounders, the main account, ever gives me any love. See, that blows my mind because, I mean, I would think that of, I don't know any other um media radio personality in town including i am including the sports personalities <laughs> that wears their love for the sounders more on his uh, on his arm than you do yeah but i i should also see god i'm gonna get a bad relationship with him like let me defend him a little bit i generally don't tag them <laughs> Try this year this, this is year. the year yeah this is the season that the sounders acknowledge the ted smith right you had the cup Yep. Now it's time to acknowledge Ted. That's right. You would not have been there. That cup would not be raised in the air had it not been for D. Ted Smith. Yeah, well, everybody will talk about Smetzer taking over and this and that, but Brad Evans knows. He does. I tweeted him about it. That was also the same time Rob brought, I bought new underwear. I'm not saying that that's what kicked off this hot streak and got him going in the playoffs, but just saying, I buy underwear, they turn the season around. Boom, right there. Right? No better way to get our push-ups in. Beat Ted Smith, the reason why the Sounders because won the championship. Because of his new underwear. What kind of, were they Sounders underwear? No, I buy, you ever, you know that brand, what's it, Officio or EX, EFO? Uh, I, 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 all my underwear are Under Armour. It's, all right, so I was always an Under Armour guy, and Uh-oh. this company makes like super outdoor stuff, and their underwear are kind of expensive, but I got a pair, I fell in love with them, and like... Like that, I, how, how super expensive are we talking? Because Under Armour's expensive. The same thing. They're like they're like I think thirty. Ne- yeah, like I was gonna say twenty five. Okay, but somewhere in that price range. I like I said thirty, and you looked at me like I had six heads, and you're like, no, more like twenty five. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're probably like thirty five. <laughs> that five dollar swing. Yeah, but I mean, like they're awesome, dude. Especially when you're traveling and stuff. Are they the same? Are they like Under Armour? Same kind of like it's boxer diff- briefs? It's boxer briefs, but it's a different material. And uh, I love that we're having this. This will also say this will sound horrible, but like if you were to travel, if you had to with these underwear, Steve, you, you can get away with wearing them a couple times <laughs> without washing them. I'm saying you're traveling. Maybe you're at a festival. They're great underwear. I'm pretty sure it's in the brochure that you that you could do this. Perfect for weekends away at festivals when you're all left up and forget to change your underwear. That yeah. actually would help sell them. Or maybe you just forgot to bring extras. Not that it's ever happened to me. <laughs> no, not Seems you. like a frightening feeling. And then, then you realize you're only wearing underwear for about three hours a day anyhow at this festival. <laughs> what the hell am I? What conversation am I walking in on that I'm already a part of? Well, the rest of the time, generally, I'm in a bathing suit. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> so then, like, there's a period where you go to see some music or something. You got to wear underwear. And then after that, it's like, oh, man, I'm messed up. I want to be comfortable. I'm taking my underwear off and putting my sweats on. I can respect that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Sense of saying, there's only a small window where I'm wearing underwear. God damn. I, how did I get so creepy at the beginning of this podcast? It's my fault. I started it. Oh, it's the right-hand comment. It's the girl on the lap. It's her fault. And you're listening, and you know who you are. It's all of your fault. Yeah. Do I know this person? Yes. Okay. Who is it? Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that girl's awesome. <laughs> I know. So I'm saying it was so innocent. It's super. Now, now I have perspective. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm she's a sweetheart. Right. Ted, on the other hand, I don't know. Strong hands. Strong hand Smith over here. You know, I'm glad this is where I brought it up, because I almost brought up my strong hand, right hand, the other day on the men's room, and it's like, thank God I brought it up. Oh my God, that'd be blood in the water with Uh, those guys. Right. (laughs) That would have been the rest of the show. All right, why don't we get our push-ups out of the way, get the the heart racing, the... (laughs) 
the blood, the blood in, the in the water and the brain functioning. Uh, this time around, maybe we do need it. Uh, I figured, hey, what better song to do push-ups to than an album that just celebrated? This is going to make everybody who, who's a fan of this band and this album feel really old. They just celebrated the 25-year anniversary of Vulgar Display of Power. Pantera. Oh. So let's get a little mouth for war. All right. Yes. Uh, and a mouth for something else, right, Ted? Uh, that's the grapes. Let's get Ted. That's the grapes. Love this record. It's just so aggressive. Oh yeah. Go get a black tooth grin to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love when we play that song at our church group. It's really fun. Oh, you hit the drums loud. Oh yeah. We throw a Jesus in here every once in a while. No one knows. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Ted talks, starring. This weather's been crazy, folks. <laughs> this TED Talk is pure and simple. Keep the faith. Spring will show up eventually. Sun will come back. I love fall. I love winter. This one's even taking a bit of a taxing on me. Dude, it's brutal right now. It is. But I'd also want to remind people, hey, let's take advantage while we can. You know, if it's hanging out with somebody you like, cool. If it's just working out because you're getting ready for summer, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I want to look forward to spring. I want summer as well. But, uh, you know, there, there's certain things we could still concentrate all in winter. Yeah. Like, I mean, best way to stay warm is to sit on a man's lap and just have his strong hand wrap itself around you. Yeah. You know, cuddle in like that. Get, you know what? Get in the nook. Get in the nook. Stay warm in the nook. <laughs> That does not sound right either. I wish either. people could see that Steve, though, when he's when I say nook, I put out my right arm. Steve just went, get in the nook, and like pointed to his junk. <laughs> I did a double point to my crotch. Right? Get in the nook. I was like, Steve, you have you have tainted the sanctity of the nook. <laughs> I really have. I have completely crushed it, stomped on it, and then urinated on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's different. God damn it! There's different types of cuddles, right? <laughs> Even with your girlfriend and your wife, right? Like, there's certain positions on a couch where you're cuddling, uh-huh. and it's like we're just here to cuddle. Oh yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I feel like there's other spot, like where you place a hand or something. It's like, oh, all right, this is. This no, is you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And even when we go to bed, like how we fall yeah. asleep, there are certain times where I'm like, oh, she's not ready to go to bed yet. Yeah. Which means I'm not ready to go to bed either. Uh Uh-huh. But then there are times where I'm like, yeah, this is completely, we need to fall asleep. There's no interest. This is a different type of getting in the nook. Yeah, you can tell. Go to F the sleep nook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's funny that you talk about this weather, man. I am so ready for the weather to get warmer because, you know, I play hockey and we get this new rink in Tacoma. And the rink is still being kind of built out, so there's still a lot of stuff that they're doing. One of the things is they're using temporary locker rooms. No big deal. They, they work just fine, but they have no roof to the locker room. So, and, and it's, 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 it's paired right up against the boards of the ice. So there's no way to keep body heat inside that locker room. The reason why they don't have a roof over it because it's a high ceiling and fire code reasons, they, they wouldn't be able to put sprinklers in the, the makeshift roofs and all that kind of stuff. So like, right. hey, in August, we'll have the new locker rooms. But since we're so close to the ice and this rink is just the building that it's in just keeps cold in so much. I guess even in the summer, it still stays pretty chilly in there because it used to be a soccer, indoor soccer facility. Right, which is good for ice rink generally. Sure, but... It's unbearable to get changed in that oh, locker room. Gotta I mean, so- Plus, you're all sweaty after the game. After the game is awful. For the first like 30 seconds, you're like, I feel good. And then you're like, oh, my sweat is now freezing to my body. But getting ready, like I actually have to use now wool gloves because if otherwise my hands go completely numb, like Damn. white numb. And it's just unbearable. And of course, it's the one winter where it's like freaking freezing outside. So it's colder in the rink, obviously, because of the ice and the, 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 everything. But like you go outside, and you're like, huh, this feels good. 
And I'm just so done with that. Like, of course, the one winter where it's like exceptionally cold is the winter where we have this new rink and we're all freezing our you-know-what skis off. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just done. I'm just done. Like, I'm ready for summer so I can get dressed in a... You know what I mean? It's like, I just want to... Like, room temperature. I want to be able to crack a beer and not have to worry about my fingertips going numb. Like, the mountains are blue at all times yeah. on those cans. <laughs> and the boys. And the boys. And the fingertips. Mm. Everything's blue. Yeah, that's not good, dude. No, it's brutal, dude. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And I, I bring it up because I, you actually hit me to this. Um, in the world of hockey, you got to love it when people who are typically, you could tell, are not fans of the sport, but they give a great perspective on what hockey is. Yeah. And you said, hey, dude, have you seen Rick Ross talking about hockey? And I'm like, no. So I go online and uh, Wheeling Problems, which is a, a great Twitter page for hockey fans, they tweeted out something that basically said Rick Ross describing hockey is hilarious. Yeah. I and, put this right up there with his uh, shout out to pairs quote. Oh, I haven't seen that. He lost a bunch of weight a few years ago. Uh-huh. And so he was like, you changed your diet or whatever. And he goes, I don't know. I guess shout out to pairs. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of pears. Can't love when someone gives a shout out to an inanimate object. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's one of my favorite quotes until I heard this one. You know what? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll listen to what Rick Ross had to say about hockey. It's time to cut the court for just a minute, and then the mega cast will return. Across America, millions of people are glued to the giraffe cam at Animal Adventure Park in New York, waiting for April the giraffe to deliver her baby. But once there's no zoo live streaming a giraffe giving birth, how will you spend your time? Introducing Timesuck.com. 125 individual webcams and feeds guaranteed to delight and amaze. There's Root Canal Cam. Watch as Dave Mullen of Iowa gets the teeth drilled out of his head. Fascinating. Now the Little Brat Cam. Watch as Stevie Jensen, a fussy four-year-old from Missouri, sits at his family's dinner table, refusing to eat a single Brussels sprout. Heart-pounding action. That is unacceptable. And don't forget Fiber Cam, discreetly hidden in the bathroom of Chester Lumley of Port Arthur, Texas. You'll know the instant Chester's Fiber Supplement relieves his constipation. All these great feeds and more to suck your time away once April pops out her calf. Log in today. Timesuck.com is bad, and they don't suck, unlike this song, which sucks, and it hurts my ears. Wow. I don't hate that song. See, I like that song again. Who is that? Fall Out Boy? Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I think when it was first very, when it was getting overplayed, I did hate it too. Was it March Madness or like NBA? Somebody in their postseason. Hockey. It was hockey, wasn't it? Yeah. And they just ruined it for like a couple of That's something I just heard. I was like, good call. I I think even college sports might have used it. It was a song that was used on multiple types of sports. Yeah, I just remember there was like a spring where you just, every time it was at the playoff or or March, you couldn't get away from it. It's just like, all right. I think it was like either last season or the season before during the playoff run. They use that for every freaking montage. And you're like, I get it. Is there not another song? It's like, does Fall Out Boy have like some kind of naked pictures on Gary Bettman? It's like... Are, can we move past the song? Yeah, and they do that, too. Like, mm-hmm. all the leagues do. Well, I'll give the NFL credit. I don't know if they do it as much, but it seems like they pick one song, and then that's yeah. the song throughout the playoffs, which, like, for, sorry, NBA and NHL, your playoffs go on forever. They do. <laughs> Change it up each round. Yeah. I'm okay with multiple montages for this, or or figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, don't use it for, like, maybe that's only the East Coast Conference games, and then <laughs> West Coast gets something else. Yeah. And one more quick playoff thing. Baseball. Enough with the champagne every time. 
Oh, hot take. Hot take. Seriously, you clinch the playoff spot. You're right. Champagne. You win the play-in game or the first playoff or champagne. You win a divisional round. Champagne. Just like fellas. Champagne showers and Gatorade showers should only happen when there's no more games to be played and that's the last game that you win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand if maybe... Maybe, the, maybe, maybe a conference championship. I'll let you have some champagne. If it's a team that hasn't been there, I can understand yeah. that. But, like, it gets, it's weird. Like, it's like you're celebrating, but, oh, on to the next round. Yeah. You're not done yet, buddy. Same thing, like, Scott Van Pelt gets pissed about people storming the court all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like... I still wished at the Super Bowl... You, did you ever eventually watch the ending of the Super Bowl this year? Because I know you were flying. Uh, Christ. Probably not. Well, in overtime, you know... Um, the Super Bowl didn't get it overtime, did it? Oh, my yeah. God, it did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, the Patriots, they played the Falcons. They blew that big lead. It goes into overtime. And then the All Patriots... Right, so I have seen it. The Patriots run the ball in, and then there was a controversy about whether or not I think it was LeGarrette Blunt. I agree, but it was close. There was a part of me that was hoping that they would call it back and look at the tape and be like... Oh, he didn't get in. We have to replay that play. As people are confetti's going off, people are running on the right, field. That's right. I Wouldn't that have been that. amazing yeah. if they had to redo all that? Like, we got to sweep up all the confetti? Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah. It would have sucked for a Patriots fans if it ended up that they didn't score, but that would have been awesome as a guy who didn't give a crap of whichever team won. Didn't that kind of happen in the uh, NCAA championship? You would know like better Clemson- than me. Scored on that play, and everybody ran out and stuff, and then they were like, there's one second left. you got to kick this thing off. You're right. I do. I don't remember that much, but I do remember something happened where I was like, the game's not over yet, guys. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about hockey and Rick Ross, and I almost feel like Rick Ross should somehow get to do like these montages. He should be talking about sports as like hockey as they're showing stuff going on as he's talking about it because I think you know like they get like a guy with an awesome set of pipes like yeah. James Earl Jones and he gives like this great like dramatic setup for whatever playoff games about to happen. Rick Ross, in my opinion, should be hired for this year's playoffs. And, oh, I'm hundred percent in. And I have to thank you for hipping me to this audio because man, I would listen to it multiple times this morning and I was smiling from ear to ear. Here's Rick Ross and his opinion on hockey. That's the game that's set up for the Savage White Boys. I mean, right there. Sold. Right? The Savage White Boys. <laughs> white Boys. The G's. Yeah. I like a good fist fight. You know what I'm saying? Nose broke like that. You know what I'm saying? I've never been there, but it's always good to see a nice big pack of tough white boys. You know what I'm saying? That's sliding on the ice. You know what I'm saying? And you look over. I f*** with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that the way he says sliding yeah. on the ice, like it just sounds cooler. The tough white boys, you know what I'm saying? That's sliding on the ice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah, look you're right. I f- <laughs> with them, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I like that. <laughs> I like that too. I tell you what, man, rappers, brothers in general, man, they're close to hockey. They wear the gear, you know. Snoop. Snoop right? was Snoop's like, I think he was the first to, to pave the way that making wearing hockey jerseys cool outside of hockey fans. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it helps to have, obviously, like Pecan Subin, you know, actual black guys that are playing. Yeah, yeah. But Simmons, you, and, I mean, that yep. would be awesome. Can you imagine, go, you know, like there's a Tampa Bay Lightning game and there's Rick Ross in the front row? Yes. Sam and Flo Rider just kicking it. Uh, <laughs> right? That'd be great. <laughs> it's like that kid that became a Twitter. Superstar, Louis, right? Yeah, Tony X. Yeah. He was a kid that just discovered hockey one night during the playoffs, and he just started going off like, this S is lit, blah, blah, blah. And oh, now, you know, commenting like, it was great to hear the perspective of someone who's never seen the sport before react to things like pulling a goalie or whatever yeah. it may be. And he went from having like maybe a couple hundred people on Twitter following him, like his friends, like most people, yeah. to blowing up to like having tens of thousands, maybe even like hundreds of thousands now. Like, it was pretty funny like to see... Uh, almost every single hockey fan, like like that, that became their one like black friend. You know what I yeah. mean? Like in a way, like they're like, "Oh my god, black dude talking about hockey! I need to follow him." And he's funny as all hell. But I just think it's hilarious that he's now become like a Twitter guy. The NHL is inviting him to games, and he's like hardcore St. Louis Blues fan now. Yeah, well, hockey, hockey is definitely one of the sports that I think has the greatest uh, margin of, or not margin of error, like the greatest contrast between TV and in person. I think agree. If, if most people went to a hockey, like, and, and look, I always say, like, I love the donkeys and everything, but I'm far from, like, the biggest hockey fan. Right. But every time you go see it in person, I appreciate also- that we were listed as your one hockey team that you referenced. You're right. <laughs> 
It's so much fun live. I mean, look, the Caps are having a good year. I'll break out. I'll break out some red in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Your team's doing great. My, the Devils. I don't. I almost want to contact the Game Center uh, app people, whoever I subscribe, pay the whatever hundred and something dollars I did for the season, and want my money back. I don't think I've watched them win a game this season, man. It's been awful. They All they do is lose. El Diablo, muy suspecho. Exactly. Whatever that was. The, devil. the devils are very suspect. Yes, they are. <laughs> Can you say El Diablo, El Succo? Because that's what they are right now. Bro, it was so funny. I was uh, at the South Hill Mall. and El Succo. El Succo. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we're from the South now. And listen, El Sucko. Hey, what's your name? Teddo? <laughs> what are you, what are you, one of them Spanish people? God, I get it now, but I remember my Spanish teacher just being like, stop with the Spanglish. Like, seriously, it's it sounds terrible. <laughs> you didn't like that Rico Suave? It was a dude. Oh. No, he didn't. <laughs> so I'm at the South Hill Shout Mall. out to Jason Ballou. What? what? <laughs> then I'll right, shout out to Miss Now. All right. She was hot. Your teacher's name was Miss Now? Yeah. Oh, there's so many jokes there. Bro, and she was hot. Yeah, well, Jason Ballou, he was my Spanish teacher, and I was terrible, Steve. I took uh-huh. Spanish one for two years. Really? Yes. Bro, I was a Spanish dynamo. Are you serious? Like, I would get hundreds, like... For, on tests, I don't know where it went. Well, college, I stopped paying attention to Spanish. But all through high school, I could read it. I could kind of speak it fluently. Not like... How like, could, can you still speak some now? No. No. I mean, I, it completely left me by the time I was done with college. Like, I, I mean, I know like some things like work. Thanks, from, mushrooms. Yeah, thanks, mushrooms. Thanks, pot. <laughs> thanks, bush light and keystone ice. Uh, yeah, so I had Baloo, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, I was terrible at English. So learning a second language was tough. But the other teacher, God, I can't remember, Miss Carl or whatever, but she was like the smoking hot teacher at Tamatha. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's man. just funny. Like, how are Spanish teachers always the hot? I'll tell you what, JB was no slouch himself. Good looking man. Dude, uh, we were all, I mean, it was all boys Catholic high school, and Miss Now was the hottest of all the teachers in our school. Yeah. And she knew it. Like, she, I say that, like, it's not like it's going to sound creepy, but she, she definitely played the sexy part. In class, like she would mess with us. I'm positive of it. Like wear these like super tight pencil skirts. Yeah. Like red, all red, like tight form fitting, button down, cleavage showing. And then whenever she would walk around teaching, she would go student to student. And every once in a while, she would just kind of lean up against the student as she's giving her lecture and talking to us, put her hand on our shoulder and kind of like just kind of like rub it. And then she would be like, Steve, why don't you go up in front of the class and uh, and write that out on the board? And I'm like, you just gave me a boner. I'm not going up there. All right, so here's my question. <laughs> and I'm Are not these kidding. Spanish teachers doing this, or is it just because we both went to all guys high schools? We've convinced ourselves that they're messing with us. I think it's a little bit. I think we're meeting halfway. All I think right. we're meeting halfway. I think that there's a I don't think she was being as sultry as I remember it. But I also. It sounded pretty sultry. But, bro, she was 100% walk in the room, touching certain students, and after she touched that student, that was the student she sent up in front of the class, I really think she wanted to see if, like how, how hard, how difficult it was for the kid to get up in front of everybody. She's walking around nooking people. She's nooking everybody with her strong hands. Oh. Miss Now the Nooker. Dude, I'm pumped also. Oh, so I was at the South Hill Mall. That's what I was saying. All right, my bad. You'll love this. And I, I, at some point, I want to share this story with uh, with with our buddy and, your, and the guy that you do the podcast with, which is Matt. Matt Coke, right. Matt Connor, the producer. Um, walking around the mall, I was actually searching for that Mariner's cap in, right. in Puyallup. As I'm heading back towards uh, Dick's, which is where I was parked, um, right outside is kind of like the common area for like, you know, you can go one way for Target, this way for Macy's, whatever. And I hear this kid just screaming, crying. And I'm like, where the hell? And I look down on the ground. There's a kid on the ground. The mom's just kind of hovering over the kid. Clearly, he didn't get what he wanted. And he's just lying on the ground, looking up, screaming bloody murder, crying his face off, right? And I'm like, gosh, kid, come on. And then I notice he's wearing a hockey jersey. And I'm like, oh, man, hockey kids should not be crying. That, there's no crying when you're a hockey fan. I don't know. I'm making up this story in my head. But, you know, I'm having fun in my own head making fun of this yeah. child. And then I look, and he's, he's wearing a Kings, Kings jersey. jersey. And I'm like, oh, of course he's crying. Kings fans are all crybabies. People hate the Kings fans. Because they're obnoxious ass 
They are, bro. They are. They think they're crap. I remember when the Kings sucked for so long. And I, I never hated the Kings. And then it got to the point where probably no different than how people feel about Seahawks fans. You win a championship, and all of a sudden, everybody's talking tough. And everybody thinks their team's the greatest ever, and they don't shut up about it. That's how Kings fans are. And, of course, the team that they beat to win their first cup was the New Jersey Devils. So I had to hear it even more. So, so they're right up there with the damn uh, Red Wings fans. I hate them both. Yeah. I'm fine I don't with really that. hate them. I, I'll hate on some Red Wings. Yeah. The one time that I can remember the Capitals actually being in the Stanley Cup, they got swept by the Red Wings. Yeah. Or maybe they won a game. I don't remember. But man, I was dying. I'm like, oh, typical Kings fan crying on the ground. <laughs> was the mom in a Kings jersey too? No. But she was just standing there like it was a game of chicken. You, know you should have I mean? dropped the line like typical Kings fan. Like, you get him a Sharks jersey, you wouldn't do that. Because <laughs> right, it's like, right. I know that'll piss off a Kings fan. Obviously, oh, get him a Sharks jersey. Because yeah. obviously, the mom knows the kid just acted up too. So she's just letting him writhe on the ground. Yeah. I like this. And right now, Matt and uh, Scuba Steve hate our podcast. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and Guido. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, I never go to the mall. I think the last time I was at a mall was with you. When did we go to a mall? Like three years ago, me, you, and Cobb ate at Rainforest Cafe. Rest in peace, Rainforest Cafe. I know. That was fun. We did that after our podcast party. I know. Ironically, the same place we're going. That's right. Uh, Virtual Sports in Tukwila, March 25th. We're going to be there starting at 3 o'clock. Just come on down. It's free for everybody. Free to play laser tag. Free to play dodgeball. Free to play virtual reality from 3 to 5. And then after that, if you want to play, obviously you got to pay. It's not free all night. But but still, for two hours, whatever we can get in is for free, plus drinking and hanging. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say, too, man. Come down, play games or whatever, but also, like, me and you will be hanging out. Matt and Cobb, or Cobb should be back in town. Yep. Rev. Rev uh, Glenn's trying to make it. He just got called in for a work thing, but he's trying to make it work, uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, it's our podcast, the podcast, and the Migscast all joining together for one special afternoon at Virtual Sports. Dude, I can't wait. I'm pumped. Yeah. I just have so much fun meeting people that listen to our podcast, man. Yeah, man. I, um, one thing before we take a break, uh, I'm really excited because since we're on the hockey tip. All right. All right. Uh, I just Did saw we get this. our rooms. Uh, no, but we will. I believe oh, no. we're I'll getting them this week. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So uh, this year, um, our fine friends over at Lion Pride Music are, yeah. are once again hooking us up with the bus. We're not going to have the big bus this year. All right. Uh, unfortunately, it's well, not for them, but fortunately for them, they're touring like to South by Southwest, uh, boys, you're doing like a big month long traveling thing. And, of course, timing-wise, they don't get back to Seattle until, like, the week after we go to Spokane. Go to Spokane. So, no big deal, because they have other party buses. And yeah. the big party bu- the big party bus is awesome, but there's only, like, 10 or 11 of us on the bus. We don't need that much room. It's just I, nice honestly, to have it. we don't. So, we're going to be on the bus, the second biggest bus, the one with the stripper pole. Nice. <laughs> Somebody's doing a pole dance, and yeah. it's going to be the J-Mac. All right, I was thinking Munson. Munson will be too drunk to. He'll use the pole to keep upright. Yeah, and that's about it. Plus, we got uh, uh, our other buddy coming back. Uh, help me out, Chris. No, no, um, Danny Heaney. Heaney, yes, Heaney's flying in. Yeah, yes. I, I I don't know why. I just feel like if anybody actually might have some like like oh man, that guy can actually dance on a pole. It'd be him. He is a fan of going into the EDM shows, so yeah. I would not be surprised. He's a strong, strapping young man <laughs> with a strong hand. Strong hand, good for nooking. Not as strong as this hand. No. God, I, if the donkeys listen to this, I feel like people are going to be sitting on my lap on this trip now. Oh, they will. Yep. Oh yeah. Expect J Mac to sit on your lap. Well, I mean that's a given, dude. <laughs> that happens every year. <laughs> but I'm pumped, dude. I saw this ad um, about a new video game that's coming out. All it's right. called Old Time Hockey, and it's basically an old school video game that they're releasing for Xbox and all the other stuff. Uh, and I grabbed uh, this guy by the name of Matt from uh, GameStop, and he gives like a review and a, a teaser about the game. Old Time Hockey is an arcade hockey game set in a 1970s bush league. Most players don't wear. Yeah, well, not that kind of Bush League, Ted. No! It's like, tell me more about this Bush League. It's great because it's supposed to look like like 70s style and like, you know, dingy looking rink. Most players don't wear helmets and there are a ton of fights. Not only fights, I watched it. A ton of fights. There are moments where guys take sticks and just hit the other guy over the head with it. 
Damn. I cannot wait to get this game. It sounds like the it's like a game version of Slapshot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is like the 40-year anniversary of that. Yeah. They've been going crazy on the NHL Network about that. This is totally like Slapshot. This is like the Charlestown Chiefs. <laughs> and if you've played hockey games on a 16-bit console, then it'll look intimately familiar. Yeah, it looks kind of like the old school... Video games from like the Nintendo like NES Blades days. Of Steel? Yes, like that kind of right. maybe a, a tad better graphics. All right, that was more like eight bit. All right, but it's still old school. And I, I cannot wait to buy this. It features several different control options, including a more modern style. Here's the best part: you're gonna love this, Ted. A two-button scheme and a beer mode, which lets you play with one hand for obvious reasons. Oh, dude! They made a game for the forty-somethings and the thirty-somethings. Wow. Beer mode. Beer mode. Oh, man. Forget beast mode. Beer, Beer mode. mode. Mega Cats will be back. I've got insane audio for you, Ted, to hear because, you know, obviously you've been in front of a crowd doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, a guy who's very popular had to deal with, well, an angry Donald Trump fan, and it got really weird. And we have the audio for you to hear when the Mega Cats gets back. Thanks to these guys, I have seen better days. The mega cast will be back. I've seen better days. is serious and Americans are losing their hearing at younger ages than ever before. So if you're experiencing hearing loss in your ears, you might want to stop listening to your earbuds at 11. And why are you going to concerts without protection for your ears? What do you think? You're invincible? So take care of your ears. Hearing loss, it's serious, bitches. These guys don't smoke. Neither do I unless you are counting sausage. Then yes, I smoke that. LOL, the mega cast is back. Funny, Ted. Um, I'm right now looking like the ultimate superhero to my cousin Kaylee, my wife's cousin. All right. I don't know. Have you ever met Kaylee? You must have met her at the wedding. All right. But that was super long ago. She's awesome, awesome, awesome family member and uh, big country music fan, right? So obviously, we know. I don't know if anyone listening, they might pick up on it maybe by watching stuff on social media, but like our, our, office is basically being gutted out we're cleaning up getting rid of stuff because we're eventually going to move and leave this building and move to a different building so we're trying to downsize and get rid of the clutter so we did something the other day called a garage sale which was really give us your crap that you're not throwing away that you think someone else would have would want we'll put it in the conference room and it's a free garage sale everyone from the staff can just go there and pillage everybody else's crap and take stuff yeah so I, I came across a couple. I'm curious for you. Like, did you did you score anything? Because I scored a couple things for her. I they have like gold records. By, I had no idea who the hell this country artist was. And I'm like, well, maybe she'd like it. And I text her. I'm like, I don't know who this is. And she's like, Oh my gosh, she's like one of my favorites. Yes, please. And so I got her that. And some, who was it? Um, let me try and find a picture of it because I have honestly I have zero idea who who it is. Huh? Yeah. Let me see. Let me, oh, let me start that timer too. I don't had it. Um, say Carrie Underwood. Oh, no, I did find a Carrie Underwood, <laughs> Brad Paisley lyric sheet framed that had their autographs right. on it. I don't know if they're like legit autographs. It's for a song called Remind Me. Um, Keith Anderson. Nope. Never heard of him. I honestly thought it was Kenny Chesney at first. That's why I grabbed it, because she loves Kenny Chesney. I mean, right. He kind of looks like Kenny Chesney. He's wearing just the, a little bigger. Right, but he's got the cut off sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, like Kenny Chesney does, but apparently well, she's- Well, Kenny's all about no shoes, dude. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, well- this is what I got her, and she was really pumped. It's like a gold record, you know, because it was going to go in the trash otherwise. So I was like, and I grabbed uh, the Lincoln Park 
debut oh, album, nice. gold record, because it looks cool. And I'm like, if times get tough, I could probably put that on eBay and make some money. <laughs> I, you know what, to be honest with you, I just specifically did not go over there. You didn't grab anything? No. Because I, I, I have too much clutter in my house as it is, and I got to move soon. So I was just like, I'm not taking anything else into my home. Smart. Yeah. There's some random stuff, like remote control cars and... Yeah, just, trust me, there's a ton of stuff I want over there, and I'd be like, oh, I'll use it for this, I'll use it for that. And then it's like, no, it's going to go and just sit somewhere in my house. And there's like 10 billion t-shirts down oh. there. It's, it's ridiculous how many t-shirts. Yeah. I had to stay away from that, because I know my, I grabbed the Jimi Hendrix t-shirt, and, All right. and I was like, after that, I'm like, my wife will kill me if I come home with like 10 t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to that co- comic, I, I think this could be a fun recurring segment. Uh, oh, just, yeah. Oh, you're, you're ready for this, I'm huh? pumped for this one. Do you know what this is? I thought this was going to be, should they be pissed? Oh, I, didn't, I almost forgot about that. Oh. I was just going to play um, uh, weird wrestling promos. Ooh. Like, ones that just, are they on something or what? All right. All right, so here, for instance, this is uh, Scott Steiner. You might remember him from the WCW Big days. Big Pump? I am so proud of you. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I know you like wrestling. I did not realize that you were that deep. <laughs> I respect that. Well, he gives Isn't the Isn't he best. the eighth wonder of the world? <laughs> yes. And bro, he always gave the most weird, I mean, talk about innuendos and just, let's, let's just do this promo. The promo is all about how size does matter. For the WCW World Heavyweight title, and I know for a fact you're not going to lay down for this guy. That's right, Mean Gene. I don't lay down for nobody. And whether I leave here world champion tonight, Goldberg! Now, do you think he's on something at this moment? I mean, he's pretty amped. He sounds stoned, right? Maybe marijuana. He seems chill. <laughs> champion tonight, Goldberg, I'm going to get even with you, Fraction. I think I'm going to get even with you, but it's not like I'm going to eat you. Right, all I heard was Goldberg. <laughs> tonight, Goldberg, I'm going to get even with you, Fraction in my face, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm the man with the largest arms in the world. I'm the genetic freak, and size does matter, but that statement means Gene I like it. Not so subtle anymore. We, <laughs> <laughs> when I have my freaks horizontal, they know about size. They appreciate size, and size does matter. And they know that they don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate on a 47-degree axis so the stars can touch the sky and create an equinox so they can see the Big Dipper. All right, I got to ask at this point, do we, th- now granted, I know who Scott Steiner is. Yes. How tall is he? I mean, he, he, I think like six foot. All right, I was going to say, is he that tall? Maybe, yeah. I, it's hard to tell with wrestlers because, you know, they obviously, they always embellish heights. He's definitely taller than Mean Gene Oakland. And Mean Gene's probably like, like But five, I remember six, Buff five, Bagwell being with him and being, yes, like sizably tall. So here's my question. Okay, so let's just say he's under six foot. All right, so does Scott Steiner... Is the, it's just just him amped up, and he does have a big hog, and he's bragging, or is he like yelling at everybody else that size matters? Because deep down, he knows all the steroids and stuff. Like that's like I can't tell from that aggression if he's really like, yeah, I do have a big one. You guys have small ones that matters, or if he's like projecting, like size does matter. She told me. She said it was big, Mean Gene. Right, brother. It would be great if Mean Gene cut him out. Goes, I get it. You have a big dong. So they can see the Big Dipper. And I do like that he refers to it as the Big Dipper. The Big Dipper. Again, we get it. It's big. No, no, no. All they got to do is call the Big Papa. Because I'm the man with the Big Dipper. And... Well, okay, yes. You got he's, a Big Dipper. He's called it the Big Dipper. <laughs> His penis the Big Dipper. man with the Big Dipper. And satisfaction's coming when I go behind. With a U. <laughs> and do the bump and grind. It's only a matter of time because they call me the big, bad, booty daddy. So Goldberg, realize... Okay. I thought you said he, he puts on thick in the window. Steve, he's talking about banging a chick. Oh I mean, there's no window here. No, no. And then somehow brings it back to Goldberg. Like, if I'm Goldberg, I'm like, bro, leave me out of the big dong conversation. <laughs> what's, what's Who's this? next? Not him. 
I'm going to say yes, he was on something. It seemed like he came out for a wrestling match and then had to scream loudly, I have a big penis. I have a big penis. So Goldberg, realize this. I only care about two things in this world. My penis and wrestling you. My large, large penis and... <laughs> A.K.A. the Big Dipper. My freaks and my peaks and when I beat your peaks being his muscles. Okay, okay. I had to illustrate that because he was kissing his arm when he was doing that. And my peaks and when I beat your bald ass down at fall brawl and I'm about to put you in a Steiner recliner, I'm gonna whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. Oh, is he suggesting he's gonna sodomize Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna whisper in your size does matter. Like, oh my god, this sounds like prison. And I'm about to put you in a Steiner recliner. Which is always right there, that too. Also, how can you be screaming this tough and then your finishing move is the Steiner recliner? How did my parents let me watch this? Because we, I, dude, because we had no idea he was blatantly talking Clueless. About. I'm gonna whisper in your ear size does matter, bitch. bitch. Right, if he didn't scream bitch, maybe I'd take it as physically sized, but it no. seems so aggressive and sexual. He's going to hate love Goldberg. Oh, I hate love. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what else. I bet that guy's to... nook is scary. His nook is terrifying. Yes. It's always extreme. I won't say who, but Big Papa Pump reminds me of somebody we used to know back in the day that we may have seen again. A hundred percent. Right? I know exactly who you're talking about, and I thought the exact... Dude, it could be a weekly feature of just listening to Big Papa Pump promos. God damn. And Mean Gene has a straight face the whole time. <laughs> like, Mean Gene, I think, is one of the most underrated broadcasters in the world of any kind of sports. The fact that he could do that, hold the microphone... And look at him like as if what he's saying is important. <laughs> that is impressive. That is. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the comedian John Caparulo. A very, right. very funny comic. You might have seen him on uh, Chelsea Lately, uh, some other places as well. He's got a cool delivery, and you'll hear it if you haven't heard he it. He was a big part of that movie, too, that uh, Dean uh, Dane Cook did years ago, right? Oh, jeez. When right. they did like, that comedy tour all around the country. It was him. There was, he had a couple of other really funny comics on, yeah. on tour with him. I totally forgot about That's that. That's what I remember him from. Well, he obviously, like a lot of people, talk about what's going on I in think the world. It was, that one. was it that one or was it the Vince Vaughn Wild West? Either one. He Vince was Vaughn was a Wild West one. Yeah. And yeah, I can't remember which one he was on, but I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was on one of those tours. And size does matter. Bitch. <laughs> So he's on stage, and, and and you as a man who's done stand-up comedy, I haven't, but I've been on stage in front of a large crowd. One of the more terrifying things is, is that you're in front of a lot of people who are drunk. You're in front of a lot of people that are drunk, and there's nowhere to go, and they're so close to you. Right, and they think, and I think it's a sign of a great comic, they, they almost think that they could be a part of the comedy because they think it's so easy to do. Well, and I don't know if a lot of people know, at least when you see a band on stage, almost, unless you're in a small club, there's always... Like a buffer. Yes. Between the people and the stage. Comedy is different. They are right there. And we've talked about this before uh, many, many uh, months, maybe even a couple years ago when Burt Kreischer was on stage at the parlor a few years ago and somebody just walked up on stage, terrified Burt, of course, because he's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then just crushed his beer and then got escorted out by the security. It was pretty yeah. funny, but it's also, you don't know what's going to happen. Sure. And I, and I, I go back to... The night that one of the few things I remember before I fully blacked out at the Burt Kreischer show, while we were there, anytime any of the comics started joking about Trump, there were a few people that you could see in the audience that were pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it's sad, in my opinion, whatever your p political affiliation is. And I mean, I, I'm not a fan of the dude. I don't, I'm not going to go fight somebody over it, but... Like, could we? Can we not joke about the president anymore? Like, and we, we joke about all the presidents always. Yeah, since I've been a kid, Jimmy Carter was made fun of, Ronald Reagan fun of, Bush, Clinton, of course. Wouldn't be prudent, right? Obama, all of them have been made fun of. But for some reason, people get really, really, extremely butthurt if anyone jokes about Donald Trump. And yeah. what I find amazing about this is, I would like to go back in time and see if the same people who get mad about it are the same people who maybe rolled their eyes or made fun of Trump back in the Apprentice days. Yeah. Because I don't think these people were that supportive of Trump until this, this, this political campaign. No. So 
Caparulo is up on stage. All right. Telling a joke. I think when you go to a comedy club, expect that people are going to be made fun of. No holds barred. It's a comedy show. It's a comedy show. It's one of the last bastions where these guys can actually tell jokes and be honest. And I feel like it's slowly not going to be that way. I mean, I witnessed it when we were there. Like, there were a couple guys that, like, legit looked like they were going to leave, if not do something worse. Yeah, and grow up. Right. Or don't go to a comedy show. Comedy's not for you. If you can't go to a comedy show and handle that, it's not for you. I couldn't. I couldn't say it better. That's, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I go into a comedy show fully expecting that things are going to be made fun of. Maybe I won't necessarily agree with some of the stuff said, but I'm not going to ever get offended. I've been to a Doug Stanhope show where like several people got up and left during his show, not because of the Trump stuff. This is many years ago, but because what he was saying was just so messed up. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious because it made people so uncomfortable that they had to get up and leave. Right. And I remember like talking to Stanhope after that, and it was like a source of great pride for him. Like he's like, that was awesome. Yeah. So uh, he's on stage doing his stuff, and he cracks a couple Trump jokes, and, well, a woman decides to get mad and throw something at him. Jeez. Here it is. Like the Washington Monument. I'm like, somebody got paid to design that <laughs> It's a f***ing pencil. I, I mean, that's it. It's just a big f***ing cement pencil. Some people think it looks like a d- but I think they're saving that design for Trump's monument. Uh, I am. Uh, <laughs> It's harmless. Yeah, that's not even that bad. That's like you could use any president at that time and throw that in there and that joke would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, f*** you, stupid. All right. Yeah, because some woman just goes, F you. And so his response is, go F you, stupid. All right. <laughs> what are you, his mom? Get the f*** out of here. Oh, God. I, am I the first one to dislike Trump? Oh, my God. I must have invented disliking Donald Trump. Hey, on your way out, remember. Yeah, at this moment, somebody is escorting her out. Had she already thrown the glass? No, not yet. You'll right. hear that. Well, he says something that I think may have poked the bear. All right. It might involve something that rhymes with, um, well, I, I, can say the word, I can say the word now, balls. All right. But because I'm saying it out of the context that he's about to say it. All right. You can suck my balls anytime you want, all right? All right, so I might have upset her. All right. You can break up my show, lady. You know what? You come up here and do this and, and, and yeah, oh, yeah, I feel go. And she square hits him like in like the, the chest stomach area. No kidding. And at that point, I do love his reaction. It's great. He grabs the stool. And holds it up as if like a wild lion is coming at oh, him. Oh, like with the four prongs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he, you can see he has a little bit of a smile on his face, like a, a little bit of fear, but also a little bit of a smile on his face. Like he realizes how ridiculous he's looking, holding a chair to protect himself from from this woman. But uh, here's more from that moment. So now you got like, now all of a sudden people are yelling at each other. Trump fans are yelling at non-Trump fans. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Again, it's a comedy show. Like, honestly, some people, like, just don't go to them. What were you expecting when you went to a comedy show? And why people think it's acceptable to interrupt comics during their set and yell stuff, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing to me. It's the only entertainment where people think it's fine. Bro, I had, I remember I was on a date with a chick. It was a night. It was like a, I was a friend with Benefit. No, I wasn't a friend with Benefit. I was a friend zone. All right. But I was hoping it could be more. Yeah. And the night where I realized I didn't want it to be more was the night I went to a comedy show with her and she started talking to the comic as we were sitting in the back of the club at Giggles. She is talking to the comic saying how his joke is not funny. And I'm like, oh boy. I, I need to go. And right. finally and I go, he, and I, I said, we should just go. And she's like, why? I'm like, you just don't do that. And I no. took her home, never went and hung out with her again. I was embarrassed. Right, and it's stand-up comedy. There's open mics all the time. If you want to get on the stage and be that first, go do it. Right. Maybe you will be funnier than the comic that's on stage. Right. But you don't know until you try. Right. Here's more from that moment. That hurt a little bit. All right. Admit that uh, that hurt. And see, right now, this is like <laughs> this is a great point that he's about to say. Yeah. I heard she was a bitch, but and right now, like, I still got to do comedy. You know, I mean, like, it, like you ever go to a family reunion and your uncle cusses out your grandma? You know, and, and like, 
And somebody comes up like, who wants cake? You know, like, I, I, gotta, I gotta be the guy who goes, who wants cake right now? I mean, dude, what, what the fuck was that? Did she, get, did she get mad at anybody else for talking shit on Trump? Yeah. It's a true point. Like, now he's got to reset and still do a show because there's probably a couple hundred people in that club that paid 30 bucks to see him. And he can't just be like, I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. All right, so like, you know that band Guar? Yes. Right? Now, I don't know any of their music. I don't know much about it. They have a good song called The Sodomizer. All right, but I know if you go to a Guar show, you're going to get sprayed with a bunch of crap. With fake urine and fake uh, other stuff that's, you know, from the same spot of your body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So From giant fake penises. I never understand with comics, too, like... Well, are you going to if like if if you know what his comedy is, what did you expect? Right, it's, it's like, like Colin Kane. You know Colin Kane. Yes. Now I think he is hilarious. But every time I've been to parlor to see him, they've been like, "Do you want to sit up front?" And I'm like, "Hell no, I do not want to be a part of his show." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know how ruthless he is, dude. I mean, it was hell even with Bert. They were like, "Hey, do you guys want to sit up front or do you want to sit towards the back?" And we're like. Let's sit towards the back. Yeah. Like, we're way too messed up right now. Like, I don't know what... I, I wouldn't obviously react negatively if Bert decided to clown on us, but I honestly just didn't want him to even reference us because I, I would have been so shy and it was just, you know, I was like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And meanwhile, our buddy G, who hung out with us right. and did the podcast, did sit in the front. And who did he spend a good portion of time cutting on? It was G. Right. And it's funny you bring that up because, remember, we did run into someone who... One time, played in the NFL, big guy, right? Yeah. And I was talking to him, and he's like, what's going on? Why are you here? I'm like, oh, we're going to see a comedy show. And he's like, oh, who's, who's I'm like, dude, this guy, Burt Kreischer, he kills it, funny dude. In fact, if you guys aren't doing anything, I highly recommend that you just get some tickets. I'm sure there's some, there might be a couple tickets left. He's like, oh, maybe. He's like, but I don't want to sit in the front. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. He goes, and he's like, I'm like, he's like, being the size that I am, comics always target me. Because he's just jacked. Like he looks like he looks like Big Papa Pump. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. And I'm like, no, dude, I get it. I'm sure you could tell them. I want a seat in the back. He goes, one time I was sitting in the front, and I'm like, I'm glad that he recognized this because this is not what you want in a comedy show. The comic was goofing on him, and he kept goofing on him, and finally the guy that we know looked at him and just put his finger up in the air, the, 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 like the, the like one more time. One, yeah. And the comic's like, what is that? I'm number one. What this? He goes, one more. And the comic's like, what? One more what? And he goes. You can make fun of me one more time. And then he goes, and then what? And then it's done. And I'm like, oh, maybe you shouldn't go to this show. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Because trust me, picture the most ripped guy you know who also made a living ripping people's heads off. Yeah. Yeah, I I might say, you know what, sir, you're right, and I'm just going to end the comedy show. I'm going into the backstage. I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I could tell you just from the small the small amount I've had when I was emceeing, like, you know, being the MC for a night in Baltimore, mm-hmm. like, you got to go up there like three times in between and kind of do a few minutes. So part of it is just kind of having fun with the audience. Yeah. Hey, and there was a bachelorette guy, parties. Yeah. So there was a guy in there that he had on this bright orange shirt or something. And I said like one joke and people kept laughing. So I ripped on him like three times. And then I remember being like... He is that close to me. And I think I even said into the mic, like, uh, sorry, man, I'm just joking. And he just went, yeah, you're a comedian. Oh, so and that's I was cool. like, right. And I was like, right, see, he he gets it. But it just dawned on me, like, I just made fun of this other man three feet away from him. Right. And it's like, it's a fine line. Like, you want them to be laughing along with you. But then you don't know. Like, sometimes you might accidentally cross that line where now they're mad. And now you got a giant dude that's about to rip your head off. Yeah, when, when when he showed it to me, I mean, put it into perspective, his finger is bigger than my wrist. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, he's a monster of a dude. And he goes, one. And I'm like, what would that mean? And he goes, one more time, and then you're done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? Maybe the show's sold out. Yeah. That's our friend Bert. I don't want him to, I don't want, I don't want my friend Bert to get hurt. Oh, Bert to get hurt. The next thing you know, he's up there in front of uh, Bert and going, I'll put you in a Steiner recliner. I'm going to whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. I mean, honestly, I am clenching when he says that. It's so uncomfortable. It's, I mean, I'm the, clenching my butt cheeks together. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, God, <laughs> that sounds like the worst like nightmare ever. <laughs> I'm going to whisper in your ear. <laughs> and I'm going to say... <laughs> Whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. Mm. 
Gosh. All right, Ted, let's get out of here. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Megacast. You can find us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah. We'll do the Should I Be Mad next time. All right. Well, All I'm right. mad we didn't do it, Steve. Me too. I agree. You should be mad. We're pissed. I'm going to make you. <laughs> what did he say? Size does, does matter, bitch. Let's get 10, Mega Family. Tweet Scott Steiner in this, man. This is an angry car. Very aggro. Oh. Uh. You better listen to our podcast. You better rate us. You better review us. And if you don't, you've got one more time. And when we tweet, we want to see a like and an interaction. That's right. Give us the hat trick of Twitter. A like, a comment, and a retweet. Uh,